Hey everyone, it's Matt. And this is Lucas. And this is Thanks for Playing. The podcast where we break down the most iconic video games the world has to offer. Oh! Woo! Want to know something crazy, Lucas? What up? This is the first episode you and I have been on together in about a month. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. That we've recorded? Yeah. Crazy. Recorded together. Yeah. How's that, how'd that even Well, happen? no, even because, yeah, last... Cause Last week, we did the Game Boy Advance draft, which you weren't on. That's correct. And then the week before that was a topical that I was traveling for, so I wasn't on that. Oh, yeah. Dang. And then there was the N64 draft, which I never played right. really any N64, so I wasn't on that. Ghost of yeah. Tsushima was the last one. It was just you and me back uh, yep. August 17th. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty yeah. nuts. We're back. We're back with a Matt and Lucas plus Hot Mickey classic. Yeah. Hot Mickey, you look distracted. What are you looking at, baby? I'm casting up all fantasy talk because of the wild game that just happened. Yeah, that was pretty Ooh. awesome. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Mickey, you want to just awesome. recap it real quick? People are going to be listening to this on Thursday, so it won't be yeah, this, too this far mo- removed. Yeah, this is the Monday night football game between the Jets and the Bills. It started off with Aaron Rodgers, who's been like one of the most highly uh, talked about offseason acquisitions for the Jets, going from the his whole career as a Packer to the Jets first game gets an injury first drive like most first drive gets an injury most likely torn Achilles which would take him out for the season <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ and then back up Zach Wilson the milf lover <laughs> oh yeah the guy that <laughs> slept with his teammates mom what is what was it, 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 it was something like That's that awesome. like teammates mom something like that I forgot that that was his rep I forgot about that whole <laughs> but thing. he has to pretty much be in the game for the entire time. And then Josh Allen put up one of his terrible games, two interceptions, one fumble lost, and uh, gets put into overtime. I thought I was for sure going to beat Chambers in our fantasy league. And then I, I was up like 25, 30 points. And then in the four quarters, like he got it to within five points, but it went to overtime. So I was like, oh my God, if Stephon Diggs gets three catches for <laughs> like 25 yards, I lose. How did I lose this game? I had such a big lead. He only had a kicker and Stephon Diggs. How are they supposed to make up like a 35, 30, 40 point gap? And they almost did. <laughs> on that last on that last drive too in overtime with the Bills, Diggs almost got a catch that would have been like it was like yards. 15 yards. It was, it was like 15, 20 yards. Oh, okay. <laughs> 15, 20 yard catch. It was like one more catch would have sealed it for me. Yeah. But the, but then uh, Jets forced the Bills to punt it away. And then the Jets just returned the punt for a touchdown. Yeah, dude. The game. That, was cra- that was crazy. Wow. Fucking wild. What a game. What a game. Uh, Monday Night Football. Football's back. It's very exciting. Uh, now, Mickey, we're talking real quick on fantasy. So Matt this week is running Josh Allen. And, and Jets defense isn't that suboptimal? I mean, because Josh Allen throws like Jets get an interception, good for Matt, but Josh Allen threw the interception, bad for Matt. Uh, at that yeah, like usually you don't want to do that, but Jets defense like balanced is all things <laughs> just, should you be. Just basically net zero. It, 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 yeah, it's a net zero essentially with like a turnover or like some kind of turnover. But I mean, don't uh, I only have one defense? Or do I have more? You yeah, only have so one Matt, defense. you you ran Josh Allen this week, and then you ran the defense that was playing against Josh Allen this week. So, so I should have put in an whatever. Jets defense is one of the best in the league, and like having to drop another player just to pick up for a defense for just this week probably isn't that good. And it wasn't even close, so it didn't even matter that he played the Jets defense. So 
I'm still saying it's uh, it seems suboptimal to me. Well, I it think the big issue is um, my star running back J.K. Dobbins is just out for the season. Yeah, out for the season. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, Which I'm pretty sure that was one of my early picks. Yeah, was, was that your also, RB both one? Your, both your wide receivers I mean, look, also scored look, look, look. a total of zero points. Yeah, so a rough week for old Raw Dog, but you know. Yeah, T. Higgins, nothing. Drake London, nothing. <laughs> yeah, J.K. Dobbins is oh, is it RB two? Yeah, if Travis Etienne. The TFP is league one. is tough. There's just there's so many people in it, so it's like all the good stuff was really taken. Like yeah, it's a 14 round. team league. Usually it's like 12 teams, maybe 10 team leagues. Uh, but the TFP league is 14 people. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's been it's been fun so, fun so far, even though it's week one. Just the fantasy football Discord has been really fun for TFP. I'm the really enjoying it. A lot of fun. I, I actually have DirecTV for the first time ever, you know? So I'm actually able... <laughs> I got it for the Dodgers, but now I'm able to actually watch them football. So Sunday, put the game on. Put the games on. Monday Night Football, put that on. I watched the game on Thursday. What's nice, too, is I actually could watch from my phone. So I was chilling in my car on Thursday, and I was just watching, like, Detroit, Kansas City, like, on my phone. It was incredible. I was very, very excited about that. Also oh, yeah. a fun game. Love seeing yeah. the Chiefs lose. Also, Love yeah. Also a very lose. fun game. Yeah. So it's been been a cool week one. Anyway, uh, we should probably get to some uh, TFP topics. I wanted to start off real quick. What have we been playing? I feel like we haven't checked in on that in a little while. I know that we're playing Oxen Free 2 for the podcast, but I think we've been playing a few diverse games around here, here and there. And I think, Matt, you want to kick us off with a little bit of Baldur's Gate talk? Oh, yeah. I, uh... Well, honestly, I haven't played much the past week, but for about two weeks, I was going very hard on Baldur's Gate 3. Um, it's a good game. It's just a very good game, and I, I think it's an important game because it shows that games can still be very good on release and not be like wildly like incomplete or have like a shit ton of DLC needed to become good, you know? Um I heard a lot of other game developers like complaining that Baldur's Gate was so good that it's like setting bad expectations, basically. Wow. What do you <laughs> um, what are you is... liking about it specifically, like gameplay wise, systems wise? Gameplay wise, uh like battle mechanics, let's talk that. It's very it gives me a similar feeling to when I was playing Chrono Trigger in that combat, in the sense of like you have to actually like nitpick, like not nitpick, that's the wrong word, but you have to actually think about like what's going to work better in this situation. For example, like I had one fight where I kept getting fucked up by like these man beast creature type things. And it started with a couple and then like they would go off and get like allies basically, which is why I kept getting fucked up because I didn't know how to stop them. And then I realized like, oh, I have like this spell called like thorns something that basically makes the ground really hard and damages them and really slow to work on, walk on. Then I cast that. And then I stopped him. I was like, oh, that's when I like the like, combat really clicked for me. And I mean, it's so much more deep than that in so many ways, like with stealth and a whole bunch of things. And then, um, I mean, I love the RPG elements too. You know, that's always been like one of my favorite parts um, of games and all that. So it's, uh, it's scratching, a, scratching an itch for me, for sure. Have you romanced anybody? Um, I am in the process of romancing Shadowheart. Um, totally... Luke is hot. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> totally like a like a Lucas type of girl. Okay. Um, I'll have to look her up. I, I I think you showed me her, but I forgot what she looked yeah. like. Yeah, and in this case, a Matt type of girl too. Big fan. Um, but uh, yeah, that is that is the process. That's where we're at right now. We might um do a little polyamory and get Carlac involved. I'm not sure if 
Shadowheart will be into it, but uh, we're gonna try. We're gonna I try. We'll, I guess we'll see. But yeah. um, and then trying. um, I, I dove literally only for like thirty minutes last night, but I have started um Starfield, which be we're gonna talk about a little bit today. But um, I'm, it's in the works that that game for me. Okay, nice. Hot Mickey, what you got? Uh, I've actually haven't really started any new games i haven't actually been playing much games like the past couple of weeks like i've been playing a little street fire been playing a little tabletop simulator but even like a little legal legends here and there but nothing really special fantasy's been your game lately yes i've been paying a lot of attention to football lately how many leagues are you in again hot mickey i'm in five leagues and you're commissioner of two of them okay Jeez. crazy yeah. You're, you're a real I'll, football I'll, guy, Mickey. I'm a big football guy. And I even had a, so a friend of mine bet me. He's like, I'll bet you, I'll give you a, a two and a half over under. Do you win or lose in all of your matchups in uh, in your fantasy leagues? Oh, I saw that. I saw that. I had to win three or more, and I won four this week. So nice. I won five bucks. Man, I didn't even win one this oh, week. So, oh, speaking of which, I, <laughs> I also side bet Lucas on the cheese oh, line. Yeah, that was so game. stupid. I can't believe that. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Me and Mickey just had a quick side bet on Thursday. I was excited. First game of the season. I bet the Chiefs to win just straight up. And it wasn't straight up. It was a two was to one odds. Yeah, it was two to one odds. Sorry. And then, uh, yeah, fucking Chiefs lose. <laughs> <laughs> like I just had to Venmo Mickey twenty bucks, right? Yeah, yeah, twenty yeah. bucks because I would have won. Yeah, 10. it was a ten dollar bet, two to one odds. Yeah, I mean it was lo low numbers, but losing is losing, so that kind of sucked. Um, down down for more side bets throughout the season, though. You know me, Mickey. I love side betting. We also we also got the survivor pool, which I'm very excited about. I didn't realize yes, I like totally didn't understand your explanation until Tim and Tim explained it to me on Sunday. Okay. Yeah, it, it's very easy. Uh, let me actually, because I know Chambers was the only one who I know he's the only one that up. lost. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> Which, Matt, are you in on, I, the, on the survivor pool? No, he, he didn't go in. Uh, oh, dude. But, uh, I'm excited. I was worrying because I picked the commanders and the Cardinals were like leading a lot of the game against the commanders because I'm pretty much going to pick against the Cardinals for the whole season. <laughs> But then they kept the game against Commanders because I'm like, oh, don't, I really don't want to lose my bye week one. And they barely pulled through. You yeah. picked the Cowboys, which was the freest game of the week, apparently. Well, honestly, I didn't think it would be that free, but it, it wasn't really supposed to be was that free. free. Yeah, it was oh crazy. God, that free, was, dude. yeah, that, that was, was a one disaster. Of the biggest beatdowns I've seen in a long time. Yeah, as soon as that Jesus fumble, ha like that fumble happened into an immediate touchdown, like I think it was in the second. I was at a bar watching it yesterday because uh, actually Tim and Tim and I were playing Magic in Pasadena. And uh, we went to a bar across the street and uh, watched the Cowboys game. And it was just like, okay, well, like, you know, we'll we'll have a beer and watch the game. And like, the game was just so over. Like, after the first half, it was like, yeah, okay, I, I do we even want to have another beer? Half. Yeah. <laughs> I turned it off at the first half. I stopped watching. Yeah. So it's exciting right now because I feel like I'm, I'm in a mood where I want to take some side bet action through games throughout the week. I'm watching the Bengals because I got Joe Burrow. And then, you know, I'm, I'm watching the Chargers very carefully because – I am I'm rooting for them and against them by proxy of you, Mickey, if you if that if that makes sense. Why against as well then? Well, because like <laughs> I I like to see you happy, but I also like to see you miserable if that makes sense. It is for you know some I mean, reason Matt? my my misery is so funny to everybody. I it's, I don't understand it, but <laughs> I, like, it I like the suffering. Joy. Well, I, I I think happy Mickey is really fun because Mickey's got a great little smile over there. But when Mickey loses, it's so funny, too. So it's like, either way, I'm happy with it, Mickey. So I'll be, I will be paying attention to the Chargers. Yeah, them losing that game. Pff, Jesus Christ. 
Like Char- Chargers had over 250 rushing yards, and for a team to have that many rushing yards in Week One, they were 110 and zero before that day, and Chargers were the first team to lose the season opener rushing at 250 plus yards. Incredible, fucking incredible. incredible. Just uh, another Chargers stat. We should probably talk. We should probably talk video game. How do we get on this one again? Oh, Mickey's not playing much video games. He's yeah. only pay attention to football. Um, not exactly how. I have been playing Bloodborne. Uh, I just decided to get it. I've been wanting to play it. I I started the uh, PS5 like next gen remaster of Demon Souls a little while ago after mm. I finished Elden Ring. Uh, played like a quarter of the way through it. Enjoyed it. Uh, you know, looks beautiful. I think some of the mechanics are a little older. You know, because it's quite you know several generations back for Demon Souls. But um, I've heard really really amazing things about Bloodborne. I've wanted to play more Souls Souls like games. And oh my god, I'm like more than halfway through Bloodborne. I cannot put it down. It's it's awesome. I'm playing it like every morning uh, before I start work. I'm playing it after work. I'm excited to play it after we record here. Um, and then, you know, I got an inkling to download uh, Starfield on my Steam Deck. I think I'll end up doing that as it gets a little bit colder into the fall. And then I really, really want to play Armored Core with you guys. I know like nothing about that game. Could you give me a, a quick... FromSoft mecha game. I, I've oh. I've like gotten to the point, I think, playing through Bloodborne, having played Elden Ring, Demon Souls and all that. And from what I understand about the reputation of like a Sekiro or Dark Souls, FromSoft is just one of the best games. They make the best games. Like I, I really am miss. so, so, so bullish on FromSoft. And I mean, different genre here. Um, it's kind of a revived. It's a it's a really old series, Matt, that's just recently got revived by FromSoft and um it just looks awesome. I mean, it's FromSoft so you've been having know. a great time with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh some of our friends have been playing it too and it just seems like one of these games that we should probably give it a shot because it's probably a sneaker pick. Uh it's like going to be a sleeper for the year. It's probably going to be a really really solid one as the gear goes by. I don't even think we who had it in the draft. I, I I'm trying to think sure of who had it drafted. in our draft. Yeah, I think someone did end up getting it in the draft, but um, probably Orion. <laughs> yeah, I'm really, I'm really wanting to play that one very soon. But Starfield's out, obviously. Baldur's Gate, I want to really jump into here pretty soon. Um, so it's tough. I, I have been playing a lot less Street Fighter, though. Um, I will admit. I think uh, I kind of plateaued a little bit in the middle of Platinum, and I've uh, been cooling off on that one a little bit, playing some Bloodborne. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I'm with you on that. <laughs> Street Fighter is exhausting mentally. It is it's a it taxing is game. It, it is. is a very taxing game. That's it right. Is. That's right. All right. Should we jump into some topics? Yeah, let's do it. Sure. So um, I'll kick us off. I mean, I just wanted to have like a little bit of an open conversation around Starfield. Have you either of you been keeping up with like the zeitgeist around this at all? Yeah, absolutely. I've been, been paying very close it. attention. They kind of, um, you know, initial thoughts is that. You know, it's not a bad game by any means, but it's not a great game. It's not a great game. And Xbox kind of needed it to be a great game. Um, you know, I, I think what a lot of people were expecting just based off of the promotion material and everything like that, it really gave off the impression it was going to be like kind of like No Man, the current No Man's Sky level of exploration mm-hmm. um, with like a Bethesda RPG built in. But, you know, it's the... I think the biggest issues people are having is that that's not the case at all. And that, 
you know, the procedural generation, from what I understand, is very vanilla and very repetitive very quickly as far as like what kind of things you can actually run into on a on a different planet. Um, the exploration, you don't actually um, you know, fly to other planets. It's all um like fast travel basically. Um, I guess you can fly to planets from what I've heard, but it takes forever. And then once you actually arrive to that planet via flying, you can't actually dock that way. You yeah, have to like go back that. still into your menu and then fast travel. Um, so it, it's leaving, you know, a lot of people just disappointed and a lot of people apparently not a lot. Um, a minority of people are apparently mad that you can choose your pronouns in this game. Yep. Which... I saw that. Who was that streamer that was screaming his head off? Some the white older, dude? I think, bald British guy that was just angry. I don't know. That was um, a bad one. Now, Dunkey kind of made a whole thing on that one on his yeah, like, review yeah. of Starfield. That was a pretty good clip. Yeah, I don't know if there's any further context around. I mean, there doesn't even need to be. It's just a really stupid thing to be mad about. Um <laughs> And yeah, I think a lot of people are just kind of left underwhelmed by it. Um, IGN, I was listening to GameScoop this week. They were pretty, um, I would say, whelmed by it. Um, and you know, I, I think it's just truly a Bethesda game set in space and that nothing more, nothing less. And we kind of already have that with Outer, Outer Worlds and Outer Worlds is probably better written. I haven't played Starfield 3 yet, but I don't know. Obsidian, to me are just such better writers at these style of games than than Bethesda. Like they're, they're not afraid to have fun with their, with their like stuff and really make it kind of like black comedy, I guess. Would you say that's fair? Yeah. 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 Like Fallout New Vegas is amazing. The writing is really good in that. Um, Same thing for outer worlds is very good writing, but to be fair, the only other really like big Bethesda RPG I've played was Skyrim. I actually didn't play Fallout three or um, Fallout four, but I was very, you know, unimpressed with like Skyrim's writing as far. I don't know. I, I think just I'm expecting for it to be like entertaining and funny and like they kind of take a more serious tone in these worlds sometimes, which is like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not what I want. Not what I, I want. know. I know what you mean. I think uh, I got I got two two overall takes so far on the Starfield discourse. I'm commenting on the Starfield discourse, not Starfield itself, because I have not fo- formally picked up the game and played it yet. Um, game developers need to chill on the hype machine that they're selling their games off of like immediately uh i think like it's just getting worse and worse like everybody overhypes the game tells you that it's gonna have this 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 and this and then people inevitably get upset when the game doesn't have this 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 and this like the game developers know what they're making like they know what features are going to be in there when the game comes out like they have broad visions for the game and the development cycle maybe early on and they hope to reach those broad goals but at a certain point you're like yo the game's coming out in a year there's no way we're packing this in there's no way it's going to have this why sell that expectation to audiences which will inevitably disappoint be disappointed when the game comes out and I think so much of what I'm seeing, um, like, uh, for instance, I'll, I'll bring this up right now. I'm looking at Metacritic. The number of positive reviews and the number of negative reviews by user score are almost the same. Like the number of people that gave it positive, the number of people that gave it negative. It's normal on Metacritic for user scores to be, you know, mostly negative. There's actually not a single negative critic score, which I think is really interesting. Um, five mixed critic scores and 53 positive critic reviews from Metacritic right now on Starfield. And 
I think so much of user review negativity always comes from false expectations set. Like, because the users are the people buying the game. They're the ones getting excited, the most excited about it. They're the ones buying the copy, pre-downloading it, spending the money, putting the skin in the game, and then getting disappointed when the game doesn't have a bunch of stuff that they were promised was going to be in the game, right? Um, and I know, like, gamers are entitled, you know, like, there's a negative spin on it, too, which is, hey, they didn't make this game, and, you know, artists work very hard on it, but... There's like an expectation set that is just so, so inflated that's happening these days. And I just, I think that just needs to stop. Um, yeah. And my second take, I, from, from, I, I find the it's a Bethesda RPG to be a total cop out. I don't think that that's like, should ever be some sort of excuse for it. It's like, oh, this game is not as good as like modern, like current open world. RPGs, action RPGs, shooters. It doesn't have like the groundbreaking like sort of mechanics that Tears of the Kingdom has, and it also doesn't have the RPG well, heaviness. See, I that... think that's what they mean when they say though it's a Bethesda RPG. No, I I know it's basically saying it's a worse RPG than people have yeah, that are available yeah. now, and like I think that's not like some people are using that to like rid the game of any sort of like hey guys it's just a bethesda rpg like what are you expecting like people just enjoy it it's funny it's it's kooky the modding community is gonna go nuts with this game get excited about that like that's a lot of the discourse i hear about it and i'm just not into that it's like it's making all these excuses for the people that told us the game was going to be xyz it wasn't and like it was going to have these groundbreaking things from what i've seen it's like not groundbreaking at all and I even saw this thing. I'll point this out now. Um, like, people discovered the best ship you can build. Have you guys seen this clip? No. No. Okay, so the AI in Starfield, in space fights, the enemy ships shoot at the center of your ship. And some people have figured out to build a ship without a center. Like, it's basically just like a three-pronged ship with like where the center is kind of empty. Yeah. And you just can't get hit. Because the AI can't hit you because it shoots at the center of your ship. Oh so my it's, god! So the game just like the people like you know day like week one just figured out how to like perfectly like perfectly play the game in this like hugely designed custom mechanic that they like supposedly spent years on, and it's like clearly they didn't. So not into that. Not not that into that. I, I'm yeah. I will play this game when winter time comes. Um, I'll play it on Steam Deck. And uh, I might enjoy it here or there, but I'm not excited to jump in and play this game right now. Yeah, I have a feeling like when I'm done with it, I'll have enjoyed it because I do like the very basic game formula of like what those are, those kind of games are, like whether it's Outer Worlds or Fallout, granted, mm -hmm. or Skyrim, you know, I do like that game, basic formula. So I'll probably um, enjoy it, but I have a feeling even I'm not going to be like blown away by it, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I don't think anybody will be blown away by it. Yeah. Yeah. Mickey, any any last minute hot takes on Starfield? Uh, you pretty much said like everything I was gonna say about the topic, except for I think developers need to stop being like super focused on like being graphically beautiful or trying to like utilize all of like the modern. I mean, I can tell you that wasn't the do. focus for this game because it doesn't look that. I mean, it looks fine. It's just like I mean. Like cyberpunk looks better, any game looks better. That's like of the modern standard, I guess. Like I, unrelated, yeah. I'm very excited for um, the cyberpunk DLC. Yeah, <laughs> Phantom, Phantom's again. Edge, Phantom's <laughs> Night, Phantom's Edge. What's it called? I thought it was Phantom, Phantom something. Phantom Liberty, Phantom Liberty. Isn't Phantom Liberty the 
It's Metal Gear Solid thing. Let's see. That's Phantom. That's Phantom Pain. Probably. Yeah. Sorry, Mickey. We interrupted your take. Yeah, but uh, just like so many modern games are like focusing on like trying to be like graphically beautiful or like being like the best thing we've seen forever and like to their to give them like a little credit or like to give them benefit of doubt like a lot of gamers like that's like the biggest thing they ask are like oh my god this game this game looks ugly this game looks better like oh look what this game did blah 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 like they complain so much about them like that's not that's not what the focus of the game should be like sure like there are like some games I, I can't think of anything off, off the top of my head, but like that, like definitely could have used like more efforts in the graphics, but like those are like few and far between like what the actual problem is. And then like they're not really focusing on like the actual gameplay mechanics or the story of uh, whatever single yeah. player they're doing. They put they put the uh, game devs put the priorities in the wrong places. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. It's like there's this hype machine oriented thing about like the bigness and like the numbers of the games like you think back to like the way no man's sky launched where it's like oh there will be 400 quintillion seated planets in this like procedurally generated universe right and like that number doesn't register on people like that's that sounds cool that sounds buzzy but the game at launch was not good right and like i think there's certain things that game developers are doing nowadays where when they're marketing a big triple a game they say certain things like you will be able to do this and usually it has nothing to do with gameplay. It has everything to do with like some sort of big mechanical engineering feat that they have pulled off. And personally, I'm not a big fan of that. All the best games that have come around have usually not leaned on that. I'm thinking of like the best games that have come out recently, like Baldur's Gate. Uh, like Baldur's Gate mentioned how many endings it would have, right? But the core of the game, like what they focused on is clearly not a bunch of endings. It's core gameplay it's good yeah. stuff it's like good filling you know um tears of the kingdom like they didn't say like the world is this big they didn't say like you'll be able to do this stuff they didn't even mention the underworld when they marketed the game yeah you know so nintendo almost did the opposite where they actually held a lot back and that works like they it should works so do much. that like imagine being surprised with how big it is instead of like expecting a big world yeah exactly exactly so true yeah so true. Yeah, so that's that's what I got on uh, Starfield right now. It, it, a lot of it does not surprise me, and uh, I I hope the hype machine, I hope the sales hype machine dies eventually, because that's also what cyber, the issue that Cyberpunk had too, Matt, about like yeah. two years ago, you know? Moral of the story, under promise, over deliver. Yes, yes. Yeah. Like, like, imagine if the Cyberpunk devs just never, remember when they said like, there will be a thousand NPCs, each with their own individual schedule in the city doing something different. And it just didn't, it just wasn't real. It was like, why did you say that? Like what salesperson (laughs) told you to say that at the conference? Stop. Anyway. All um, the hungry corporate people. Yeah. Um, I'll jump in here. Uh, I got a, I got a topic for you guys right now. And Matt, don't look at, don't look at the sheet. Okay. I got a, I got a number. I want to give you an over under on this one. Okay. Do I get to look? Uh, you may look, Mickey. You can go ahead and click on that link um, in the top, uh, my top topic right there. Okay. Um, so Matt, Jagex, you know Jagex. Oh, I looked at the the number already. Oh, dang it. Dang it. <laughs> okay, this is cr- did that surprise you? The value? Yeah. 
The, it was insane. It's insane, right? Because they don't. Well, <laughs> let's tell the people. First. Okay, okay. So, uh, Jagex owner, the Carlisle Group, is reportedly looking to offload the RuneScape developer Jagex um, two years after its acquisition, which is pretty crazy. Um, for those of you that don't know, uh, I love RuneScape. Big fan. It's actually on my Mount Rushmore. Uh, it was acquired by a group of Chinese investors in 2016. And then it was sold in 2020 to a U.S.-based global management firm, MacArthur Fortune Holding, in 2020 for $530 million. Right now, the Carlisle Group is looking to... Oh, and then it was sold to the Carlisle Group later the following year in 2021, right? Now this group is looking to offload Jagex, and they're valued at as much as $1 billion, according to some sources. One billion. I think it's euros. Yeah, I think it's euros. Oh shit, euros. Let's, that's, wait, that's more than dollars, though, right? Yes. Is the euro stronger than dollar right now? Because I know oh, the, just, the dollar was stronger. One pound is one point twenty-five U.S. dollars. So, so okay. it's more that's than a billion. Five billion. Okay, that's a that's even better. Okay, that's insane to me that Jagex has really gotten there. What do you think about this, Matt? Surprised? They don't. They don't do anything else, right? It's just RuneScape, RuneScape, old school RuneScape, and RuneScape three, which is like modern RuneScape. That's yeah, insane. I don't know. I mean, I've played. I mean, I played a shit ton of RuneScape two growing up. I mean, it's pretty wild to see that it's. I don't get. I don't get it. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't actually play much. I, I was a WoW kid. Yeah, it's it is pretty crazy to me. Like. I mean, this is someone that plays RuneScape that like coming from me, someone who knows its value, has seen the player base grow. Like, you know, I'm on like the RuneScape subreddits and just seeing the active player base, you kind of get a little bit of a sense of how many people really play the game and how active it is, especially like RuneScape streaming and stuff. Like there's a lot of really popular RuneScape. So there's all these like indicators of like, okay, there's probably a lot of power that Jagex holds financially. But I mean, over a billion US dollars is... That's gonna value. That's that's a lot. <laughs> I like yeah. I'm pretty blown away by that. Um, so good for that. I'd love to know more about their financials. Like how much revenue are they, you know, or profit rather are they bringing in a year? Like it's, yeah, that's a wild amount. Wild, wild amount. Yeah. So I thought that was a pretty interesting one, uh, Matt. I'm I'm very sad that you read the headline right there because I was gonna give you the over. I I, I would have. You would not have guessed a billion. I'm assuming. I would have guessed maybe. 100 million if that really oh okay yeah God. before i read it i would have said half a million um which would have been correct that's this is the crazy part in 2020 it was half a million for, or 500 million you mean sorry 500 half a half a half billion, a billion, billion half a billion which is what i meant yeah um i mean it's crazy that in 2020 it was sold for 530 million and now it's potentially worth double uh, than that in, yeah in a short three years that's so insane so in three years nearly doubling in potential value um, from a buyer is pretty, pretty good investment for Carlisle. Um, so pretty solid. They must know something we don't. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, I know that uh, modern like RuneScape 3, modern RuneScape does make a lot of money. Um, I I knew it was good. I knew it had a big player base that made a lot of money. They they have whales, you know, they, they have like a cash shop. They have people that spend a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, they kind of have like a I don't want to outright say like mobile game model. It's a little bit more hybrid than that, but they have a model that could potentially produce a lot of cash. Uh, so it's probably the equivalent of actually some mobile game company. If you take a look at it closely. Yeah. Uh, all right. Hot Mickey, what you got? Uh, I'm going to go with a story that came out of Japan. 
YouTuber Shinobu Yoshida found guilty posting a Let's Play of Steins Gate My Darling's Dude, Embrace. Sentenced to two years in prison and suspended for five years and a one million yen fine. And it also, uh, and another reason he was arrested and imprisoned was because it also really, uh, like, did like a modified version of the Spy Family anime. Uh, this is the first time someone has been found guilty of copyright infringement for just posting gameplay videos. Yeah, it, this is which this is has to be a landmark dude, case for that. It, it is. It is, and like I, it's always so crazy to me how tight knit Japan is about their copyright infringement. And what's really scary about it is this is technically not a Japan only thing. Like. Most companies, most gaming companies in the U.S. could do this if they wanted to. Yeah, they have like that what, power, like what Nintendo does currently. Yes, yeah, exactly. Like almost every game company, every Hollywood uh, producer, blah blah blah. All, all the IPs they have, they have this much power to take control. But the reason why they don't is because it is significantly is significant bad press, and that can lead to the destruction of their sales, which Japan doesn't really have to worry about. This sense, uh, they're their philosophy is like well known within it so they already know that Japanese companies are capable of this and their audience isn't the west it's in Japan for the most part mm, yeah so yeah I remember this has come up multiple times actually on this podcast because obviously we've, we've talked about Nintendo shutting down streamers or shutting down like just Project M or any other projects fan stuff that's out there online and Nintendo just holds their copyright laws so so strong yeah. um, now like you said, Mickey, every gaming company, basically anybody that owns IP has the ability to shut this kind of stuff down, but they don't because it's essentially free marketing, right? Like when someone plays your game on Twitch, they're promoting what you well, what you made. Uh, one point about this for this case particularly is that this game was originally released in 2011, but got a Steam release, like, but it finally got released to the West in 2019. But these videos released it shortly before uh, the 2019 version got released, and it, it included spoilers of the ending, even though oh. it was like an eight eight year nine year game. But it wasn't available to the West, so that's part of the reason why. It I got mean, hit Steins Gate in general has been around like so long for a long time. For, like, <laughs> Wait, just, like, is this, this a Steins Gate? This is like a Steins Gate. It's a visual um, novel. It's a visual, visual novel. novel. Okay. So it started as a visual novel, and then a way I got introduced to it, it, it was a really popular anime as well. Well, um, I know that the about I know about the anime. So it started as a visual yeah. novel. Mm -hmm. So this yeah. is the visual novel that the anime is based off of. I think it's like a sequel or like an additional visual novel, not the original, uh, because the original visual novel was like pre twenty ten, I think. Um, yeah. Gotcha. So. What is this? Where does this leave us, Mickey? Like, should we all just shut down all of our game streaming now? Should we never stream on Twitch? Never post anything on YouTube with video game footage on it? Well, I, well, good news is probably don't have to worry about it in the West. Like, mm -hmm. this is probably just mainly Japan thing. Japan, uh, they're very tight knit about the copyright stuff, and they'll more than happily happily apply their copyright onto their citizens and into the whole country japan essentially but when it comes to the west they aren't really that focused on the west so west probably fine japan they're fucked over these copyright issues until laws pass to make it light or like more reasonable to do these kind of things yeah 
pretty disappointing. I'm uh, I'm I'm pretty out on Japan. <laughs> That's done. <laughs> I'm um, n- no longer consuming anime. I'm done. Wow. Uh, oh, you know let's not now. go too far. Let's not go too far. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, man. <laughs> Chill. No, I mean, this is pretty whack. Um, obviously, you know, we've already talked about it. I mean, Japan has always been notorious with their business practices as far as how they approach things like copyright. And, you know, we can get in a whole thing with like how Nintendo has done everything too. And it's just, it's disappointing to see, you know, these are just creators that want to be, um, you know, th- this guy is just some nerd and now he's going to jail. Like, what the fuck? Like... <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. Like, actually, what the fuck? <laughs> this guy, like, I haven't looked at him, but like, I'm just an, very unfairly I, I, imagining some I'm like sure fat he... nerd that lives with his mom, probably. <laughs> no, and okay. just like, <laughs> he's like he's like 57. I don't even care. Like, that's it's fucked up. It's worse than like now he has to spend that. I don't know. It's it's yeah. bad no matter how you look at it. It's, it's crazy it that somebody's um, going to prison for this. That's yes. the bottom yeah. line. He's going it's to insane. prison for posting videos on YouTube. Yeah. Like video you know game what? videos on YouTube. Yeah, it's yeah. whack. And if you want to protest it, don't buy Japanese-made games anymore. That's all I can say about that. Dang. But yeah, it's it's super unfortunate. No matter how you, sh- you shake it out. Um, and yeah, I read that, and I at first I thought it was, I was like that's really funny, and then I was like I'm really sad and kind of angry like that. I don't know. It's it's so weird. I mean, even just like the business culture and everything is just so different. Like you. It's so different from the West. That can't be understated how different it is. Like I interned at Sony for like six months and even just like the little bit of like culture I saw for like, you know, like it's, it's a Japanese company, like the little bit that I saw even Mm -hmm. just working like in the American company or the American um, location was just like, oh man, I can tell this is intense. You know, it's just, it's, it's so wild how they treat all that over there. And like, it's, um, I won't, you know, we can't say it's wrong. It's their culture at the end of the day, but it's just so it's the antithesis of everything Western and American, basically. Yeah, I get these uh, I get these TikToks. I should I should send them to you guys, but I get these TikToks that show up on my feed of like day in the life of like a Japanese like office worker and just like what the what oh, the Paolo are. from Tokyo. Yeah. Have you right? seen? Yeah. You seen those? I used to watch his YouTube videos a lot. Yeah. Well, they're like a little they're like TikToks. They're um they're not like a hosted one. It's probably different from what you're talking about, but it's basically like showing the like worth work ethic and hours that somebody like some like, you know, kind of low end mid thirties sales VP has to do in like Japan at a company. And it's like, dude, yeah, the, the uh, whole, just, the hours, and this isn't every company, like, but like, yeah, there's like some, or at least like this particular worker of a TikTok I saw, um, and it, this is probably just, I don't know if this is an outlier, this is normal, but there's like places where workers can stay, like basically little hostels or like motel hotels where you can shower and stay for the night and it's clo- slightly closer to the office. So if you have like a late night, you can just take a shorter subway train or walk to basically a motel to shower, eat, and then work there for, and then sleep for a few hours and then go back into the office. It's so, so like crazy. There's just like crazy stuff I've seen where like workers will kind of like have little places that they stay in order to like not leave the area where they work completely and then come back very early the next morning to keep working. Yeah. It's, and it's totally different. Yeah. I'll try and find the, the source that I saw that on. Cause it could just all be hearsay. Uh, I'm going to jump into my topic here. Do you guys have anything else on Japanese no. copyright law? Yeah. Just uh, that we hate it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know we talked about this in the uh, discord. I think it was last week when the news came out 
uh, Stray getting its own animated movie uh, by the the Ice Age director Wilhelm the adaption of uh, Stray. And uh, what, do, what do you guys think of this one? You guys excited? This is reported by Entertainment sure Weekly last last week. Are you not excited, Mickey? I thought I, I couldn't stoked. care less. But it's a cat. man, Mickey, Mickey. Pick a lane, baby. Pick <laughs> yeah, a lane. Mickey, I thought you love cats. I, I do, but There's a cat behind you. Yes, and she's amazing. <laughs> and I Mickey, love what's her your so cat's, much. What's your cat's name? Ditto. Did that, did we know that Matthew? I don't think we knew that. Not you, formally, but I think it was known. Um, <laughs> I, I, it it should have been. Known. We didn't know, but it was known. Um, okay, Mickey. I yeah, I don't pick a lane. I guess Stray. Stray. I think people can go listen to our episode on Stray. I thought the game was cute. It was fine. It was okay. It was short, sweet. It it had great music. I love the soundtrack on Stray. Matt, remember that? Remember the soundtrack? Mm-hmm. But it's a walking simulator game. But you play as a cat. Um, yeah. So Stray was cool, uh, and this is so Annapurna Interactive is the publisher of Stray. They've published a lot of really, really incredible indie games, and a couple of games that me and Matt really adore. And this was this news kind of came out through. This is a quote from Robert Baird. Uh, he was he's the Annapurna Animation executive, also formal formal Disney Animation executive. Baird said the adaption of Stray would focus on the buddy comedy and hope punk aspects of the game i didn't know hope punk was a what does a, that like, mean sanctioned term i've never heard of that i can infer what it means but hope Bro, there's punk. so many terms out there hope punk cottage core like cottage core i've is is a thing that's it's like a thing a, that's like a current like like hot topic executives are talking there's about a core. there's a few spots in silver lake that are cottage core and i fuck with it heavy. cottage cottage core has been a thing hope punk yeah. that's I, I know what they're saying because I, I like time that. hearing that. Uh, Stray is all about what makes us human and there are no humans in it. That's what Baird said. It's a buddy comedy about a cat and a robot. That's such a hilarious dynamic. So there's comedy inherent in it, but there's not one human being in the movie. Uh, so I, I could see this working out as a cool animated indie movie. Um, as long as it keeps like some of that same music and tone, I think the movie can be a pretty cool one. <laughs> right, I just uh, Googled Hope Punk and like, for whatever reason, with a Vox article, they just have a picture of Jon Snow at the Battle of Bastards. Oh my god, that is not <laughs> a Hope Punk. No thing. other context around I, it, but I don't think that's Hope Punk. The I would I would categorize. I think I showed you guys on Saturday. I get like Hope Punk TikToks that are like Berserk manga panels. Oh, Did yeah, I show yeah. you that? Remember that? It's like you're talking about that. It's yeah. like manga panels from Berserk, but it's like Never Give Up, Brother. Like keep going kind of thing and like it's usually like sick music that goes along with it and i'm i'm a fan of it and i do think that stray maybe maybe was leading the charge on that one uh matthew real quick annapurna interactive is gonna is gonna adapt some of their titles from video games to movies or television you got stray you got 12 minutes you got outer wilds what do you think did they did they do the right choice so (laughs) The right choice was Outer Wilds. Yeah, I feel like the right choice is Outer Wilds. <laughs> but, but, I personally would have gone with Twelve Minutes, just for the like, for everyone else to see how ridiculous that game is. Yeah, or that story is. It'd be like, funny if the movie was all shot top down too, so it just I know. looked like shit. And like Willem Mickey, Dafoe do you, was in it. <laughs> but do, do you know? Too. Do you know Twelve Minutes, Mickey? Not at all. The we did it on the podcast like maybe a year and a half, two years ago. Um. It's like a top-down game where the premise is you're stuck in a 12-minute loop, but you have to kind of like interact with your environment to figure out how to break out of it, basically. 
And like one of the core like plots of the game is there's like a really big like incest thing going on. Um, that's like one of the twists. I do wait. I do know this game. Yeah, um, I do this, and it's just like so gross. That I don't know how else to describe it. And it's just like uh, <laughs> that was a really. Uh, you, everyone, you should go back to listen to that episode because I'm pretty sure like every five minutes, I mean, they should just like incest, like, <laughs> like just so blown away by so it. Um, I was. That's funny. I was actually thinking about that game the other day. Something came up with Willem Dafoe, and I just remembered it. And they had a crazy cast. They had Willem Dafoe. They had um, James Daisy McAvoy, Ridley, and, Ridley. and yeah, James McAvoy, like very talented um, actors and actresses. And it was a shame because James and Daisy's um, performances—you could tell they were just like, from what I can tell. They were just like thrown into like a, a booth and just said, "All right, record these lines." Like probably no real direction given. Yeah. Um, Willem Dafoe had an okay performance, I remember, but not nearly enough to save that train wreck of a yeah. game. Yeah, it's. I think what's what sucks kind of too is like if you look at some of Annapurna Interactive's other titles. I mean, just I'm naming a few here, Matt. Journey, for one. Uh, oh, I what, forgot that was Annapurna. What remains it. of Edith Finch? I was talking to Bubbles literally yesterday. Nice, nice. Yeah. Oh, good old Bubble. Bubbles. Bubble. Uh, I think it was Bubble, but yeah. Uh, neon White. I don't know if that's exactly adaptable, but you got that. Um, Solar Ash, which that's Heart Machine's most recent game. The same people that did Hyper Light Drifter. Um, there's just like all these really insane games that have come out from Annapurna. And I think Stray is, out of all these, probably not the best adaption choice, but certainly the safest adaption choice. That's that's kind of sure. what I'm going to go yeah. with, with that. Um, but we'll watch it. I'm excited. Um, hopefully it's not on some really whack streaming service like Peacock. Hopefully we could watch it on something like Max. Huh, Matt? No, I'm sure they'll throw it in, uh, in theaters. <laughs> uh, all right. Next topic. What you guys got? I'm sorry. I'm just still thinking. Like, real big missed opportunity on uh, 12 Minutes there. <laughs> <laughs> you really want to see that one, huh? It'd just be so funny because it'd be so bad. Um. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll run through two really quickly. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen season two is restarting. They did like a first part and now they're doing a second part. There's only like a two week break. It's not like the crazy attack on Titan season four, part two, <laughs> the final, the final part, part three, like, season four, part two B part three. Yeah. Part two, part three, <laughs> whatever the tweet. So, I remember that legendary tweet. Yeah. That yeah. Was yeah. Out there. yeah. So, <laughs> so stupid. Like, um, but Anyways, Jujutsu Kaisen's um, restarting there in the Shibuya incident arc, which for those that know Jujutsu Kaisen, it's crazy. It's going to be sick. So excited to see all of it animated. Lucas, you should, if anything, even if you don't want to catch up to it, you should watch the last like 10 minutes of their most recent episode. There's a really, really big um, homage to um, Gurren Lagann in it. Like, oh, really? Ooh, yeah. I'm into that. I'm, into what uh, said. I'm sure I can find it. I'll just send it to you later. Wow. But wait, wait, no, no really I want to like watch it. it. I want to catch up. I, I haven't. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet because I'm actually because with Jujutsu Kaisen, I watched the dub of that. You Why watched the dub of that? Because, Why? Uh, because I watched it with uh, Riley when I first watched it, and we watched the dub, and I like the dub. So, like, wow. have I you tried it. the sub? I saw the movie and sub. Uh, and like I, I watched like the first half in sub, forgetting that I watched this uh, Matt, the show and Matt's dub. just waiting to counter anything <laughs> you're gonna say right now. What I, I'm not saying it's better. I'm just saying I enjoy it. 
I will say I have listened. I don't watch it in the dub, but I have just checked out some of the dub to see how it is. It's probably what I think in general, a lot of the dubs are getting better. Actually, Dubs are better nowadays. Um, I don't think it's as egregious as like a crime to watch a dub nowadays. There's two things. One, I think the first thing you hear something will generally be how you prefer it, which if you heard the dub first, that makes sense that you're accustomed to it now. But two, and we actually talk about this in our ghost sister, she map said she would listen to it. Nine times out of ten, nine times out of ten, the original performance is always going to be the best way to, um, um, what's the word, um, ingest, digest, in- enjoy. You could just enjoy. say enjoy. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know why I couldn't find no, the word di- there. Uh, digest is the word you're looking for there. Digest. Best way to digest. Best way to enjoy any like medium of like. No, I agree. Television, anime, whatever. Um, I completely I agree with that, but uh, I will. And the only time for anime I found that to not be true is Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Oh my god, Brotherhood's dub is so and good. Full Metal Alchemist actually that had a lot of the same voice actors. That is yeah. a very very good dub, and it makes sense because it's literally like Western Europe. So like, I don't know. It, I've, it just I've never actually watched it because another dub that's like highly acclaimed is Yu Yu Hakusho's dub. Mm-hmm. I don't Classic. know how this. Yeah. I don't know how the sub is. I uh, I have actually never seen the Yu Yu Hakusho sub. No, yeah, I watched it when I. I was so young, and it was all mm-hmm. it was on Adult Swim, and I think it was all dubbed back then. And, and, and the dub is so good. I'm a fan of the Death Note dub, and I'm a fan of the Cowboy Bebop dub. Yeah, th- those two dubs are Death also Note. very good. Yeah, I, well, I watched it in Japanese, but it was a good dub. It's yeah. it's nice because in uh, well, for something like Death Note, it's it's a lot of like internal dialogue type stuff. So there's not necessarily like animation to people speaking a lot in it, and like. There's also just so much plot. Like it's if you don't like if you're just reading it the whole time, it's it can be a little bit tough because it's a lot of reading, yeah. even yeah. for the yeah. anime. Yeah, and especially like uh it's really hard it's a lot more difficult to connect voices to faces when yeah. you're mainly focused on reading too. Yeah. yeah. But um yeah, so that's great. And then the manga right now too is just so insanely good. Um Oh, I'm I, I'm so close to jumping on that train. I should I'm, I should get back on the anime grind a little bit. I think it's time. I think Lucas, you should get back on the anime grind, and then I think you'll be so obsessed with it you'll jump on the manga. Um it is especially this most recent season, um, season two, you can tell they took a lot of like inspiration from the way they animated uh Chainsaw Man. And you can, you can see a lot of that bleed through into how this season's being animated. Um, like a good mixture of the two, okay. I think. Okay. Um, okay. Mappa is like setting goated. the standard way Man. too high. Yeah. Goated. Goated. Ma- yeah. Ma- yeah. Mappa's, goated. Mappa's the best studio right now. But, um, yeah. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, bless you, Matthew. <laughs> Thank Dang. you. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen is great. Probably one of my favorite shonen of all time um if not my favorite right now really up there with naruto even is there and, uh, is there a terminology for like that shonen category that's like definitely darker because like would you categorize this in the same category as naruto i feel like it's a little bit older or for a slightly I mean, older audience no? Don't you think? no i mean i, I i'm but, calling it shonen because it literally comes out in the shonen jump <laughs> oh oh you're not saying genre wise no no, I mean, no I it's, think... it's, it's a shonen like like uh, the main three, the trio characters are the same age as Naruto, Sasuke, and Sakura. And okay, Shippuden. but the tone, the tone is quite a bit darker than Naruto, wouldn't you say? Would you guys consider Chainsaw Man a shonen? Well, I think shonen's I, more so like a demographic, like it's targeted. Yeah, it's, at yeah, it's, I thought it's a, yeah, I thought it's a no, genre. No, it's no. it's a target audience. 
Okay. That's what that's that's it is a genre, but it's focused on the target audience. Like it's I, target on like teenage boys. Okay, I gotcha. I feel like I I guess my perception was like my hero is basically Naruto, like the exact same genre and audience as like Naruto for this generation of like kids growing up right now. And then Jujutsu Kaisen's like slightly older because it's like a little it has a little bit. It definitely has a darker tone than something like My Hero. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Anyway, uh, I mean, even Chainsaw Man is in Shonen t- Jump. It is a Shonen technically. Well, Shonen Jump, like that's what I'm saying is like. I don't. I don't know if Shonen Jump. I don't Jump, think everything in Shonen Jump. I don't think because it's published in Shonen, Shonen Jump anime. means yeah. Chainsaw Man is considered to be Shonen. Yeah. Yeah, but like Death Note isn't. That'd be that'd be crazy. I don't think was that Shonen Jump. I, yes, it I was. The lines get blurred from you. What a Shonen is. It, it says the demographic is Shonen too. What the fuck? What is going on? Yeah. <laughs> no way. Who do we? Call? I mean, think, I mean, he's literally like a teenage. I, I yeah, don't but know. it's not um, like a combat. Like I thought that a, okay I we we, gotta well, we call we're not going to call Japan because they're we, we can't we, call them anymore they're we out. can't call anymore they're out and if we did we'd probably end up in prison. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we call? Hey, hey, I also want to take this opportunity. If there's any defenders of like Japan's strictness on their copyright law, please email us at thanksforlikepod at gmail dot com. I am happy to actually have a conversation about that if we're like missing the point on something i'm i'm happy to hear that out so feel free to shoot us an email i would uh love to hear from y'all or um you know go bug us on our socials at tfp podcasts love it uh did you have one more matt i i see i see the word horniness in one of your headlines right here (laughs) yeah so baldur's gate has um was (laughs) it's kind of funny because i experienced this too in the game um so there were some character lines or like character romance lines in the game that were um, there was a bug basically where they just got really accustomed and really into your character way too fast. And like the romance uh, just like <laughs> they were happened too way too fast. They were just way too horny. And like, <laughs> it's just funny because like I remember my, my first or second night having a guy in my camp and for context, like this guy joined a party. He's a wizard Gale. And like one or two nights in a camp is like not that much time within the game. Like it's, it'd be very normal for that amount of time to expand and for like no relationships to change. Anyways, um, so Gail's in my camp and he's like showing me some like really cool magic stuff. And then all of a sudden I just get dialogue options where it's like, oh man, I feel pretty intimate right now. Should I try and escalate this? And I'm just like, what? Like, <laughs> oh like I literally God. just met this guy. <laughs> and like after that conversation too, because there's like, you know, meters of like where people like, how much they like you basically. And it was super far up. And it was basically only like my second or third conversation with the guy. I was like, what the hell? How is this happening? Um, I just got a kick out of him. Like, that's just how this game is. Whatever. That's cool. Um, but yeah, apparently it was a bug where a lot of the characters, um, not a lot, but some of the characters just were like way too horny, too quick for you. I think Carlac, Carlac, uh, which is like a, looks like a devil woman, basically. But very endearing character um, was the same thing too because like within the second like or third night, <laughs> like my character can literally ask her like a like oh, what uh what do you want to do to me? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's like basically one of like the dialogue options. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, go play Baldur's Gate three. It's a treat. Okay, <laughs> incredible, incredible. Um, Mickey, what you got? 
Well, it wouldn't be a TFE episode with me if I didn't mention One Piece. All right. Ding, ding, ding. it's time to talk about the live action. And what okay, we'll thoughts... let you cook. Can I get up and go get like a drink or something? Yeah, go, or go are you just going to go off on your own for a little bit? Yeah, I'll, I'll go off my own right. for a little bit. Please. Right, so, for those of you that don't know, uh, Netflix has made a live adaptation of One Piece, which, for one, uh, doing a live action of any anime is pretty much a big taboo nowadays because of how many times Hollywood has fucked up making anime ad- adaptations. See Full Metal Alchemist, see Death Note, see Cowboy Bebop, like all fucking Death Note duds. was good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not the Netflix Death Note, but there is actually a pretty good There is a live action Japanese, Japanese adaptation. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I I do know of that one. Okay, but so uh so already off off the back people are super skeptical of one piece like one of the greatest animes of all time being adapted into live action it's like oh my god what's what's gonna happen with this and then as uh it got closer to release netflix started releasing teasers of it and then people were like wait this this looks really cool it, a lot of these people, the casting looks great. Like most people, like look identical to how they look in the anime slash manga, and the ships look super awesome because they built every single ship in the show. And Wait, like, what? It looked, yeah, they built, they built okay, all the props. ships, all the props are built. It's, it's not special effects; they're there. Uh, so like it's like, oh my god, they're they're putting a lot of effort to this. And then you hear the the author of One Piece saying like he is heavily influenced by this and like I sorry not heavily he's heavily involved in the process of making this. And he wouldn't make this if he didn't believe that like CGI and whatnot uh wasn't up to par with making the necessary effects to like use like devil devil fruit powers because the main character, Luffy, he's a rubber man. He can stretch and to make that a rubber man mickey yes he is a a rubber man uh and so like his arms go super (laughs) stretchy we gotta get like segment music for one piece mickey (laughs) Uh, yeah well you say you're getting water so no no i'm still here i'm not i didn't i was that was a joke i'm listening (laughs) uh so uh i ended up watching it so like it finally came out like uh august 31st i think it was Went over to my brother's house, my brother and his girlfriend's house, watched it together, and uh, we watched the first three episodes, and I I was shocked, like, how good it was. Like, it was following the source material super well. They, like, changed, like, a couple things, like, to fit the pacing, because they go through the story much quicker than the anime does, uh, because, what is it, about, is eight episodes goes through about 50 episodes, and like 50 episodes, what, like, like probably like 12, 13, 14 hours. And they did an eight. Okay. Uh, so they, they cut down a lot of time and covered a significant portion of the story. And most of the reviews on it, people are loving it. It's like, this is like the first really well done anime adaptation. And season two script is pretty much all set uh, uh, to be written like once the strike ends like we'll probably get season two really quickly and now people's main concerns are is that there's a lot of material of one piece and the actors are only getting older so they have a limited time of using these actors in order uh, so they can actually get the whole story out but 
so far i've been loving watching it i still haven't watched the whole thing because i'm watching it with my brother who has hasn't seen any of one piece and he's been loving uh this live action so it sounds like he's getting converted into a one piece enjoy one more time mickey or real quick how many how much did you say this covered of the anime about 50 episodes okay michael and and it was 12 episodes what the live action was 10 it's eight eight. it's eight episodes Brian Lowry, senior writer at CNN Media and Entertainment, who, according to a CNN profile, appears to be about a 50-year-old white man. Yes. Give this a 35 out of 100 on Metacritic. And? and? Agree or disagree? (laughs) If you could say one thing to this man at CNN, what would you say? You're not the target audience. Okay. (laughs) I don't even know why he was asked to – got the – I don't know why he got – the task to review this one seems like it, a little bit of a miss there. If um, I if I were to rate it, I'd probably give it like a 75-80. Okay, IGN gave it a 60, by the way, for the first season review. Do you think that's fair? I can understand it. I don't agree with it, but I can, I can understand that rating. Okay. Matt, I want you to uh, Google Emily Rudd real quick and uh, just, <laughs> just let me know what you think. And then... that I'm a, is the, I'm, That is the... Actress portraying Nami. She related to Paul Rudd? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Well, that's deceiving. And then I would like <laughs> you after that to Google. I'm going to mispronounce his name, Mickey. Uh, Makenyu. What? Can you spell that? Uh, Makenyu Maeda. Oh, I think that's Zoro's actor. He's pretty hot. Not going to lie. He's his green guy. hair is kind of doing it for me, Mickey. Yeah, he's a hot guy. He's like dude. his his bone structure is just good. It's just good bones. I will say that. Verified hot dude. See, he's a swipe right for you, Matthew. It's a hard swipe right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also see Mickey that uh, Netflix actually added 380 episodes of the actual anime on Netflix as well. So was that is that new or was that old or like how long has Netflix really been going all in on? I, One Piece I know One Piece has ha- uh, sorry Netflix has had the anime, but not. A lot of it. It is only up to like five. I say only, and I'm about to say like five hundred six episodes. <laughs> only, only one thousand episodes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I, I think it's only had like probably like about half or two thirds of the series. So Dang. them getting a big portion like is really helpful because that's how you get uh new people to really hop in because Crunchyroll and Funimation are the ones who usually had it, but like you're not really gonna get new people from those websites. It's Netflix that's going to. Right. They're trying to get more. They're trying to acquire more, a wider audience. So yeah, which I think the live action has done a fantastic job of doing. They probably got a big increase in subscribers just from creating live action because people that watched basically, if you had a One Piece, if if you've been watching One Piece on Crunchyroll and you're a big fan of it, you had to go subscribe to Netflix to even quell your curiosity about the live action. So they probably just got a huge increase. It probably paid for itself already. So I could totally see that. Plus the international appeal. For something like a One Piece animated series is probably not to be underestimated. Mm-hmm. Um, Netflix produces so many shows internationally, and you know they operate internationally too. So we like to think that you know it's a lot of it's made for a Western audience, but something like a One Piece animated series is really hitting worldwide right now. Um, yeah. So that's cool to see. Good for them. Uh, I think we need an adaption like meter 
because I think as the last few years have gone by, adaptions have really broken like the curse. Like and yeah, like you got video game adaptations yeah. starting to do super well. Anime yeah. adaptations are finally starting to do well. Yeah. So this broke this broke through. Uh, one anime one through. adaptation. One anime adaptation, adaptation broke through. But it's in combination <laughs> Mickey's with over the, week one overreactions on Mickey. <laughs> it's in combination <laughs> with the video game ones. Yeah. Is what I mean. Yeah. Well, um, Gran Turismo did really bad in the box office, so Sorry, boys. Oh, did I, think we're losing, okay. I think we're losing. Grand yeah, that's crazy. That's stories. actually based off a real story, which is kind of insane. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't they? It was it was so based off a true story. The name of the movie is Gran Turismo, based on a true story. Oh, so, is it? It is that's awesome. Yeah, um, that's a little ridiculous. Pretty silly. Um, are you are you planning to watch One Piece, Lucas? I the want to animate or the I live. Want, I want to watch the anime. Yeah. <laughs> are you disappointed in me, Matthew? A little bit. I, I, it, I, I highly recommend you read it. You'll get through it so much quicker. It, can I watch like a non-filler? Yeah, like... it's, called, it's called One Pace. Okay, there we go. So I could read One Pace or I could watch One watch, Pace? You too. can watch One Pace. But I think so how many da- episodes think, is it then? I think you have to download those. I That's hard to tell because they do it in big batches. So okay. I don't know actually, actually how many episodes it is. Okay. The Shadow Cabal of One Pace fans that put it together? Essentially, yes. Okay. Um, that's all I had for... Do you want to talk real quick, only up? I actually think this is a pretty big one. Oh, uh, yeah. And a only, pretty sad one, too. It, it is sad, and it's like the second time we've seen something like this happen, where uh, the creator of Only Up actually took it down uh, because like it was like stressing him out too much, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. He was constantly trying to update it, update it, to try to like fix all the problems people were having with it, and it just got to him the, yeah. the fame of the game really took a toll on his mental health and he had to take it off to shout out flappy bird yeah well, shout I out think, flappy bird well i think also what happened too is like you know i i think it started off he didn't know it would blow up to the way it blew up this year it obviously blew up huge and yeah. then also it was built with like a lot of assets that he didn't really own yes because he was not making it with the intention yeah, of it blowing up right exactly so like we, exactly we talked about it with like the waifu and stuff like that asset had to be taken out pretty much so harry, there's harry potter stuff so awesome. yeah so that had that had to get taken out and you know what ends up happening is you know you get lawsuit threats and you get threatened legally by some of these companies that that's assets that you used and at a certain point you're like okay i made a lot of money off of this game yet it's probably not enough to make up for any legal fees that I'm gonna have to fight to keep this game up. So let yeah. me cut my losses. So that's what I heard actually happened with this one. Um, it's pretty sad. I mean, if you still have only up downloaded, can you play it? You should be able to. If, cham- if that happened, then Chambers hard drive value just went up a little bit. Because <laughs> I remember Flappy Bird, Flappy Bird phones oh, were right, selling fa- for like way too much money when that I, game I got taken I wonder if you could sell buy Flappy B- Bird phones. I, if I, okay, I'm gonna be honest. If like we were at a party or something, like let's say you just like a friend invited you to like a Halloween party and some guy had Flappy Bird on an old like iPhone 4, that guy would be the most popular person at the party. Oh, absolutely. Like I would go talk to that guy. I'd ask him where he got the phone. Like how much did he pay? Like I would, everybody would be playing Flappy Bird. Like that phone would be on fire for sure. I I see an eBay thing for a hundred. 22,000. No way i see that one that one looks a little ridiculous i see another one that has 99 dollars and then 150 of shipping okay tfp army well that's the bid to buy it now it's 800 dollars. we're officially making a call out to the audience and the fans out there of tfp 
let us l- let you help us raise the money to buy a Flappy Bird iPhone four, and we will review it for the podcast. What do you <laughs> say to that, Matthew? Flappy Bird. I'm into it. Yeah. Okay, we'll get organized on that one. We'll call. We'll 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 call the right people. Um, that's all one I got. You guys, you guys got what do you got, Matt? I just want to. Um, I just want to give a quick shout out. Highlight was going to be on this episode, but he couldn't make it. But he did leave us some cool things. Um, I don't know all the details of it, but I guess the SAG AFRA members have voted to um, authorize a strike against um, gaming um, companies. Yes, um, ten gaming companies. I don't know which ones exactly, but um, I'm for it. Um, as much as I hate to say that, as I you know, as I want cool video games to be made uh, always, but it's important that those actors are protected too. You know acting and there's a lot of mocap in video games it's just as intensive as any like tv show or type thing would be um so i'm for it i'm excited that they're taking care of other people i've actually the traditional media i've actually heard rumblings that the big wigs are starting to cave and we might get a deal soon that's what they keep saying man Uh, i i've been paying pretty close attention and i would be very surprised if it happened before the end of the year seriously i think the big studios are probably they're trying to hold out on writers. They're probably going to end up letting go of some people too. some writers are going to start really seeing the heat when it comes to finances through the year, mm-hmm. especially with like rent being due holidays coming up, you know, yeah. all that stuff. It's going to be pretty tough for everybody before the end of the year. Um, yeah. I mean, some of the video game companies, Activision, Epic Games, Warner Bros. Games, I mean, these are people that are, it's like the AAA game companies that use mocap, actor likeness, actor voice acting, and things like that. Um, you know, the actors are looking for improved wages and rights when it comes to their likeness for all that kind of stuff, too. Good thing. The yeah, vo- they're good the things. Voice acting yeah, no. wages are so bad right now, No, too. I'm I'm about it. Like, I, yeah, I'm about yeah, it. I'm yeah. always on the side of the worker. Like, I'm I'm about this sort of thing. Um, it's just unfortunate that it's it's going on so long and you know, at the end of the day, like actors got to work. Hopefully some of our actor friends can find work very soon yeah. and um, get moving on on making some money, feeding them families and paying the rent, all that stuff. Yep. Um, yeah. Real quick, Mickey, before we go, we're going to yes. wrap up here soon. Rapid fire week two predictions. Okay. Ooh. Vikings, Eagles. Who? Eagles. Ravens, Bengals. Oh, Bengals at home? Yes. Uh, the second team's the home team. Okay. So yeah. I, I, I'm going to go with Bengals. Bengals. Colts, Texans. <sighs> That's a hard one. I'm going to Rapid fire, Mickey. Come Colts. on. You can't think lean, about I'm, this. Okay. Seahawks, Lions. Lions. Bears, Bucks. Bucks. Chiefs, Jags. <sighs> I just want, I just Chiefs. like picking against Chiefs. Okay. So okay. Raiders, Jack-less. Raiders, Bills. Uh, Bills. Packers, Falcons. Packers. Chargers, Titans. Chargers. 49ers, Rams. Chargers. 49ers. Why did I even ask that? Okay. Jets, Cowboys. Ooh, Cowboys. Oh, Especially with Jets. Aaron Rodgers gone. I'm I'm going on I'm going Jets on this one. They're, they're, Rodgers they're, is gone. I'm a I'm a Jets fan now, Mickey, after tonight's game. <laughs> uh Giants, Cardinals. Cardinals, Giants. right? What? Really? Cardinals suck. Didn't they almost beat the Commanders? The Commanders suck too. Okay, who's Commanders. The, who's the Commanders? The, the, the Washington Commanders. That's they used to be the Redskins. Oh, they used to be the Redskins. Okay. Matthew. Are the R words? Don't come on. <laughs> the R words. Uh, Commanders. Broncos. Uh, Broncos. I was so confused. Dolphins. Patriots. Dolphins. Browns. Steelers. Steelers. Saints. Panthers. 
Is that really Monday night? That's disgusting. I'm going to go with Saints, though. You guys said uh, Commanders at the beginning of the podcast, and I was so confused. But I was like, oh, whatever. <laughs> came up again, yeah. and I was like, I got to. Yeah, so two yeah, two big major league sports teams in America got renamed recently, Matthew. They are the Commanders and the Cleveland I-words got renamed. <laughs> it's um, not even re- what, what, the Cleveland Indians got renamed like three years ago. What's funny is Commanders could get renamed again because of what? copyright. Why? Because of copyright. Who are, who are they violating copyright of? I, I don't remember who they're copywriting, but there's a chance that they're going to have to rename again. That's that's cool. pretty that's pretty hilarious. Uh, I actually <laughs> like so the name funny. Commanders. Yeah, and I, I, like also like, I also like the Cleveland Guardians. I think that's a cool name, too. But anyway, we got to stay woke out there, boys. Okay? It's stay a good woke. name change. It's a good thing. But Real quick on the topic of sports, too, I want to give one quick shout out. The uh, U.S. is back in action officially with Greg Berhalter, and we look awful. All right. <laughs> okay. uh, Triple G. Woo. Triple G. Uh, I, watched, uh, the, I watched the game um, on Saturday. We were playing boring, uninspiring soccer. We were playing through the flanks and crossing it in without good crosses even. It was vintage Berhalter ball. And um, I was angry, and I was on Twitter angry, and I'm... In some ways, I'm, I'm mostly upset, but in some ways, I love having something to be angry at. Yeah. 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 He should sell and, the um, team. He should sell it. <laughs> he should sell the sure. U.S. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but oh, it's so crazy, too, because, like, they did, like, this whole, like, coach hiring or, like, hiring process that, like, they said, like, oh, we were so, like, you know, intense and, like, so... Um, through with it. And then Greg did, like, some stupid ad thing where he was, like... You know, the original plan, you know, the plan the whole time was really for me to do this for like three cycles. So which is like 12 years cycles being World Cup cycles. Um, so it's just like there was never any like really good, genuine like process or like any other serious candidates. It's it's disgusting. And the U.S. literally has a domestic abuser as their head coach for soccer right now. And it's pathetic. And um, I hate it a lot. <laughs> I hate it a lot. And um that's sad. I'm, I'm with BJ Callahan. He was our interim coach and he looks like a football coach, like a linebacker coach or like old line coach is what I've been told. He looks like okay. um, he's coaching <laughs> soccer. And, uh, I'm with BJ baby. He's still on the assistants, um, assistant coach staff. Thank God. But I don't know. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll rant about it another day, but yeah, I'm, I'm actually pretty unhappy about it overall. But um, all right, everyone, this has been, <laughs> Uh, thanks for playing. Um, as always, you can follow us at TFE Podcast. That's TFE Podcast with an S at the end. That is the TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm in the link tree on all those handles. You can find our um, Discord. Going on the Discord, it's a good time as well. You can also find our website, thanksplaying.live, where you can find some written content from us as well as um, another easy way to find the Discord. And of course, you can shoot us an email at thanksplayingpod at gmail.com. Shoot us an email there. Let us know why. Um, Greg is the best coach of all time or why Japan's copyright laws are actually the truth and we're all wrong. Uh, all right, everyone. This has been. Thanks for playing. Catch you next time. Scooby-Doo-Bop. Thanks for playing is a production of Good Ideas Only. Your hosts are Lucas Luna and Matt Rockaby. Our music was done by the impeccable Samuel Luna. And our logo design was done by the talented Isaac Palestino. Special thanks to the Roll Call Bunch and Red Circle. 